You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, we're going to talk about trading up and why it has been circling my brain for weeks now that the Packers could potentially do this. The the trade partner that makes the most sense, why it makes sense, and how it would potentially affect their draft because of what it would mean to give it up and because of who they could go up and get. I also want to talk a little bit about drafting a quarterback, not because... I want to troll you and talk about drafting a quarterback early. The Packers are not going to do that. But because, as a listener brought to my attention, uh, it would actually make a lot of sense for them to do it late. And it is not something that we have discussed or really considered on this show. So maybe we should do that. I also just want to let you know, those of you who are golf ball winners, um, I'm going to be sending those out shortly. I apologize for the delay. But you will get them in time for the nice warm weather. Maybe where the maybe where you are, the weather is already nice. And if that's the case, um, keep it to yourself. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> so rest assured. And and maybe it's a good time to re up. Maybe it's a good time to re up. Send me your review of Locked On Packers with the five stars and and the, the nice words. Screen grab them to me, send them send them to me on Twitter, send them to the Locked On Packers fan hotline. Or you can do Locked On Today. In fact, I would prefer Locked On Today. Still a podcast we are trying to grow and, and build up a little bit. Go check out Locked On Today and send me a review and we'll, we'll get a new batch of golf ball winners out and I'll send them all out at once. How does that sound? That would be awesome. Thank you to everyone who has helped support this show and Locked On Today. So let's start with this trade-up idea. And I was looking at the, the players and I was looking at the draft order and trying to figure out, okay, where are the weak points? Where are the players and the teams that could be looking at those players? So Green Bay sits at 29. At 28, the Saints could take almost anyone and their secondary is in a pretty good position but you know they could they could take a corner they just lost Janoris Jenkins they could certainly take a corner they could take a receiver Baltimore probably not going to take a corner but could take a receiver Cleveland could take a corner could probably not going to take a receiver but could take a corner for sure The Jaguars are a bit of a wild card. I think the Steelers are a bit of a wild card, though their secondary could could use some help. Um, The Jets, same thing. The Titans, they could definitely use a corner. So, if what you want is a corner, 21 makes a lot of sense. Go up to a team 
that already is down picks. The Colts gave up multiple picks in the Carson Wentz deal. It would be nice for them to recuperate some of the draft capital that they sent out. And it would allow you, if you're Green Bay, to go up and get one of the guys that you think is elite in this class. So Caleb Farley went through the medical recheck in Indianapolis. Um, according to his Twitter feed, I'm extrapolating a little bit, um, you, th- that, that went well. Uh, but it's all going to come down to the imaging. How does the back look? Um, and, and what are the orthopedics? What does it look like? What do, you know, a lot of the, the team doctors are orthopedic surgeons or, you know, have that sort of background. So they're going to be able to get a good feel. If you really like the guy, you're going to send those images out to be um, consulted on and, and you get feedback that way. He's probably if there if it's clear and it looks like it's clear ish, he's probably going to be gone before you get to 29. JC Horn and Patrick Sertain, done deal. They're going to be gone. So that leaves Greg Newsom. How big do you think the gap is between Newsom and the next group? Uh, the next group of guys being. Ifatumili Fanwu, Asante Samuel. For me, there's another another leap, and you've got guys like Eric Stokes, Tyson Campbell, Kelvin Joseph, guys like that. How big is that gap? If you think that gap is pretty big, and and I was on Packaday podcast yesterday with with uh, Perry Goldstein and Andy Herman, and we agreed that if Greg Newsom had played every game in 2020, he is a top 20 pick. All day long. The injuries are the question. So if you feel comfortable with where his body is, the talent is absolutely undeniable. The physical ability, the swagger, the toughness, the ball skills, the playmaking, the tackling. Greg Newsom has star potential. Could you justify going up to 21 to get him? I say yes. And if you look at the traditional draft chart, the difference between 21 and 29, okay, on the Jimmy Johnson um, traditional, you know, this is, it's a little outdated now, but a lot of teams still use it as a, a sort of rough framework. The difference between 21 and 29 is 160 points. For those of you unfamiliar with the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart, you have you assign values to every pick in descending order, and in order to put together a trade, you try and add up the same number of points, and you've got an even trade. Obviously, if you want to win the trade, you offer a little less than you think those picks are worth. And the reason you would overpay is you think you're moving up to get a player at 21 who maybe you think deserves to be the 15th pick, and the 15th pick is is worth over a thousand points, and you're able to close the delta that way. So. If Green Bay wanted to offer 135 and 142, for example, 135 and 142 is a little over 70. So you're offering, frankly, well under what that pick is worth. But Green Bay has done it before. And a team like the Colts could be sitting there going, well, we think that the the draft is deep at the positions that we like. 
and a couple fourth round picks could really bolster our roster because, you know, we lost some draft capital and we can use those fourth round picks to move up if we want to. And we don't really think the difference between 21 and, and 29 is that big. And there'll be a lot of teams, you know, in a given draft, you may only give out 20 first round grades, 22 first round grades. And so if you give out 20 and you're sitting there at 21 and those 20 guys are gone, now that's pretty unlikely. But let's say, let's say you're sitting there at 21 and you gave out 25 first round grades and 10 of them are gone. You're going, hey, look, if we move down a couple spots, we can still get a really good player at 29. That would be another reason if you're Indianapolis to do it. I, I don't think I would give up um, 92 to move up. Although, you know, when you look at true value, according to the, the trade value chart, that's much closer to what the value of, of the, the gap is worth. But even that would not be enough. I mean, it's close, but it, it's not quite enough. So assuming the Colts would take this deal in the pro football focus trade machine on their, their mock draft evaluator um, makes it so. I didn't have to force it. They just said, okay, yeah, cool. We'll do it. And in this case, I was able to get Greg Newsom. You go up, you get that guy. Okay, but so how does that change your draft? Because now I don't have, you know, after 92, I wouldn't pick again until 173. That's a pretty big gap. So at 62, I was able to get Dylan Radens. You get your tackle. At 92, I was able to get Tay Gowan from UCF. You double up at corner in this case. And then on day three, you just take some shots on athletes. Josh Palmer, the receiver from Tennessee. Tommy Tremble, the tight end from Notre Dame. And you just, don't you just want to say that in a Boston accent? Tommy Tremble, how you doing? Wicked Pissa. All right, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Jonathan Marshall, I got late. Jonathan Cooper and Javian Hawkins. Frankly, it's a draft I really like. I really like the draft. Did they get a receiver that I feel really excited about? No, Josh Palmer, I think, is a really underrated player. Um, Pro Football Focus likes uh, his numbers. He's got great athletic measurables. There are some statistical reasons to be excited about him from Tennessee. Not getting a lot of hype, but at 173, I love it. And then Javian Hawkins, uh, he's light, you know, 183 or something like that. The not a long track record of guys like that being super successful, but you're not drafting him to be your lead back. You're drafting him to be a complimentary piece. And so if that's what you're getting, you're, you're, you're doing well. And so I look at this draft and I go, we haven't really given up that much. You haven't given up that much flexibility to, to, to go up and get the guy that you really like. I think the more interesting question is what kind of draft can you put together if you go up for a receiver? Let's say you go up for a receiver. You go up to 21, you make that same deal, 29 and 135 and 142. And you go up and you get Rashad Bateman, who is tailor-made for this offense. I think he can play in the slot. You could do some jet motion stuff with him. And I, I, I said this on Twitter. I am more sure that Rashad Bateman will be good as a rookie. Now, this is all situation dependent. If he goes to a you know a crap team with a crap quarterback, maybe not. But 
I am more sure that he will be good as a rookie than I am of any other receiver in this class, specifically because I think the way that he wins in college is so translatable to the pros. His ability to win as a route runner and then win after the catch is going to be something he can do in the NFL. And because he can win as a route runner, I think he can play in this offense. He understands timing and space. And I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to love him. I think he's going to take to playing with Devontae Adams. And you could put together a pretty outstanding duo. Uh, he, he is a Keenan Allen-like mover. His ability to run routes is just awesome. It's, he's really fun to watch. But you didn't get a corner. Now, in this situation, at 62, I was able to get a Fatu Fanwu. If Green Bay thinks they can get a guy like that there, or if they just like the group of guys that are there, if they think Melifonwu, Stokes, Adebo, someone like that, Paulson Adebo from Stanford, Eric Stokes from Georgia, if they think those guys are going to be there, this is a move you can justify making. And I think you can also continue to justify it and say, look, we think that this guy is not only someone who can help us in the long term, but can can we can get immediate impact in 2021 from this guy, that he is the guy who impacts us the most. I talk about this all the time with the draft. You want the player who improves you the most. If you think that guy is Rashad Bateman, go up and get him. Now, I think you could make the case for Terrace Marshall, a, a Packers type. He doesn't want to block. And if you're Matt LaFleur, maybe you say, I can't, I can't with that guy. But to me, I'm going, I can coach him up to block. I can get him with an attitude to block. He's going to go out and practice, and Devontae Adams is going to block. Alan Lazard is going to block his ass off. The other guys are going to be blocking. If you don't block, you're not going to play. The physical tools and, and the talent there in this offense could be really, really great. It would be really fun to watch if that could be the guy. He has the deep speed more than Bateman. That could that could be a dynamic element in this offense, but I, I like Bateman in this spot. And then in 92, I got Brady Christensen. Then again, you don't pick for a while. But if that's just your top three, if you come out of this draft with Bateman, Melifon, and Christensen, that is a home run draft. A home run draft. I actually like this one better, but that's because I think Melifon was really good. I would it would be a risk for me to think that he was going to be there at 62, but it worked out. So this is one where the outcome is is maybe better than the process. On day three, I get Milton Williams, the defensive lineman from Louisiana Tech, Kendrick Green, interior offensive lineman from Illinois, who I think is a really intriguing guy. I think a center and and could eventually be the starting center for Green Bay. I get Melifon was running mate, Trill Williams, cornerback safety hybrid type. Let's go. Late in the draft. And then again, Javian Hawkins, who is someone that the Packers like uh, and someone that they've met with, someone I really like with the ball in his hands. And then Sidarius Hutchinson, the guard from South Carolina, outstanding athlete, played in the SEC. Uh, the, the, the tape, I think, is going to be appealing to the Packers because the guy is a mauler. It, it's an interesting thought exercise to me. How does it affect your draft? I, uh, frankly, I don't think it, it affects it very much. And so if you can go up and get the guy that you think is going to impact your team the most in the range that you think is reasonable to go up and do it, go up and do it, especially if the cost is that. And and look, if you get to 22 at Tennessee and they didn't pick your guy, maybe the Jets who have already picked Kyle Wilson, 
Maybe they'd be willing to come down. Maybe the Jaguars, who already picked Trevor Lawrence, maybe they'd be willing to come down. And maybe you can hop Cleveland to get your corner of choice. So there are going to be options here. I just thought, you know, look, 21 is a a really intuitive landing spot. It didn't cost Green Bay a ton to move up in a very similar trade-up situation for Darnell Savage. So let's see what it would do here. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, they're all in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, all with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Go to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's right. You put money in, use the promo code LOCKED ON, they will match it up to 50%. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right. So I got this voicemail and um, it made me think. It really did make me think. Hey, Peter. My name is Jordan. I'm from Hudson, Wisconsin. And uh, I just have a quick question about the upcoming draft. You haven't discussed much about the possibility of a quarterback. And I know you're rolling your eyes, but I'm talking about maybe a sixth round, seventh round, fifth round project that can sit as that third, maybe practice squad, maybe maybe even that third set of bowl quarterback that Jordan Love was playing last year. Just seeing if there's a, a chance or a quarterback you would think the Packers could look at to have as that long-term developmental with the assumption that Jordan Love will be coming out as a starter in a year or two. Thanks. This is something that, that I really hadn't considered. And Tim Boyle is in Detroit. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the starter in 2021. Jordan Love is the starter at some point, maybe. You don't really have anyone else. You don't have, you know, that that sort of toolsy developmental guy or the guy that you think can can be a little bit different type of player um, on your roster for your practice squad or whatever. You don't have that guy. Are there guys in this draft who could be that guy? Sure. Late in the draft, guys like Felipe Franks from Arkansas. Huge, big arm, former Florida player. uh, Went to Arkansas. uh, Inconsistent, but like I said, has the big arm. Then there's, you know, the the running quarterback like Sam Ellinger, who's just this tank, 6'1", 220. um, Not a particularly accurate passer, but can play on the move, maybe in a in a Shanahan tree offense, you feel like you could develop something there. What about Shane Bichelle from SMU, former Texas guy? The reason Sam Ellinger continued to be the starter, Shane Bichelle left. Well, Shane Bichelle got hurt and, you know, it was a whole thing. He could be someone late in the draft or an undrafted free agent. Zach Smith from Tulsa. Love Love a small school guy who's got something to prove. You know, looks the part, has the frame. KJ Costello, maybe. I mean, talk about looking the part 6'5", 230. Played at Mississippi State. 
you know, not not a not a high level prospect by any means, but there are guys. There are guys out there and, and you know, in the sixth round and the seventh round, maybe that's where you can you can take a, a runner, a flyer. Because, you know, these these guys, that's what you need. Just the same way that you take a, a flyer on, you know, a, a receiver or a corner or someone, you know, late in the draft. Why not do the same thing with a quarterback? Just just find a toolsy guy that you that you kind of like that you think needs to be coached up. And someone that you think could be coached up. I mean, that would help. I mean, I think Felipe Franks is a great example. Former high pedigree recruit, top recruit, five-star guy, goes to Florida, never really figures it out, ends up transferring, goes to Arkansas, and you know doesn't quite put it all together. But the physical tools are there. You know, th- those are the kinds of guys that you're looking at here, and and I think you you could talk yourself into doing that, and that and that that guy could potentially have more value to you than you know, your eighth corner or a sixth tight end, you know, something like that, that, oh, if this guy develops into just, you know, anything even reasonable, you might just have a nice backup quarterback, you know, Peyton Ramsey from Northwestern. Could he be the next Trevor Simeon? You know, maybe. I really like the idea of KJ Costello, just from a tool standpoint, big, experienced, Started his career at Stanford. And guess what? Draft Network has his ideal role, developmental number three, that will need multiple years on the practice squad. Guess what? That's perfect. That's good. That's perfect. Because that's what Green Bay can provide him. That's what you're looking for. And so I think that's a fun idea. And the other thing is, you don't run into any issues with Jordan Love. Because... You're drafting a guy who is clearly, clearly, clearly a developmental guy. Someone who is not going to eat into the snaps that you're giving love, which are going to be even more crucial this year. We don't really know what this offseason is going to look like. It sounds like the Players Association is fighting to have um, a, a non-in-person offseason to start, at least. Uh, we we don't really know if players are getting the vaccine or, or what the situation is with COVID in these buildings. So... You know, we, we don't have a good feel for how safe it would be to return to a more normal schedule. That's something that I'm, I'm sure as this all goes on, we'll, we'll find out a little bit more. The draft is, you know, is coming up on us. And, and that first rookie camp would be pretty soon. Jordan Love needs those reps. Jordan Love needs those reps. Drafting a guy does not put any of that in jeopardy. You're you're taking a late round flyer on a guy who is going to be very clear, needs the time to develop. And you hope, you know, we've seen the videos of Jordan Love out there working. The footwork seems to be tighter. He seems to be playing with, with really good pace. You love to see that. You love to see that progress being made. The footwork and that's, that kind of stuff, that is not always easy to ingrain in a player. And we saw it with Josh Allen. Accuracy can be improved, apparently. And, and decision-making can be improved. And in the right offense, you know, Kyle Shanahan has always sort of believed, you know, anyone can run the offense. You want a high-level traits guy. Why do you think the 49ers traded up? Why do you think the 49ers traded up to number three? Jimmy Garoppolo can run that offense. Mac Jones could run that offense. They could have sat at 12, picked Mac Jones, and been fine. 
They're moving up to get the traits guy. Don't don't let the reporting fool you. I I don't believe it's Mac Jones. I really don't. It's Fields or Lance. I'm telling you. I think I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are too smart, especially Kyle. Too smart. Too smart to move up for Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a good player, a good prospect. Anyone can run their offense. So why not take the guy who can also do a little bit more, the elite traits? That's what the Packers are hoping they have in Jordan Love because they think the offense works. They think one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers was so good last year is because the offense is really good. And they're right about that. That that is part of the reason. It's not the only reason. Turns out Aaron Rodgers, pretty good. Pretty good at football. But you know you know who else is? Matt LaFleur. Terrific play designer, terrific play caller, and he is good at putting his guys in position, giving his quarterback easy reads and open opportunities. If they think they can put Jordan Love in a position to succeed, there's no reason to feel like he's going to be threatened. You can get that guy on day three, develop him, and then in a year or two or three, whenever, now you've got a nice backup who knows the offense. He's been in the system. Hopefully he's made some progress. He's gotten better. He's tightened up his footwork. He's tightened up his throwing mechanics, his reads. He's got all that stuff down. And now if you have an injury, if you have an issue, he can go in there and give you some snaps when necessary. I think it's something we we should think about with Tim Boyle out of the picture. And it's something the more I've thought about, the more I think Green Bay will in fact do. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait until the counter guy orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer. You have access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket at any time. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at RockAuto are reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much on the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. More to get to when it comes to the NFL Draft. Trevor Sikama from the Draft Network and Locked On NFL Draft is going to be on the show later in the week. So be sure to check that out. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime. You want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.